Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Well, hey, everybody. What is going on? Today is Friday. It is the 30th of September, 2022. What we're going to be talking about today, and we'll do our contact info here in just a second, but what we're going to be talking about today is an interesting bill that has been submitted by U.S. Senator out of Kansas. His name is Roger Marshall, and it has to do with short barrel rifles and short barrel shotguns. If you'd like to contact me, or if you want to drop a quick line or anything like that, I have the email address, which is firearmscafe at protonmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at protonmail, P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L.com. And you can send your email, I'll read it out for you on the show, or you can record some audio and send it to me, and I will play it for you on the show. Don't worry about uh, length, whether it's a just a quick hello type thing, or whether it's kind of a long diatribe, you can go ahead and send that stuff to me, and I will get it out for you on the show. If you'd like to support the show, there is a PayPal donation button over on the website, which is firearmscafe.com. There are also links to all my other social media stuff there as well, and you can check those out if you would like. Another way to support the show is to share the show on your social media also, just as we were saying before, contact the show, say hello, drop me a quick line, all that stuff. I always get a big kick out of it, and it always is a, um, oh, what do I want to say? Kind of an affirmation, I guess, that I'm kind of, that at least somebody's out there listening, that type of stuff. All right, that's enough of that. Let's jump in and let's talk about some of this stuff that is happening with the ATF. Now, on the 80% lower and, and we're going to be talking about this stuff a lot because it, it, it kind of keeps cycling through. It looks like that there's been some initial injunctions. Of course, these things will be pushed up to a higher court. But like we were, we were talking about before, once these lower courts start making these rulings, and if it gets bumped up to the next section, so to speak, they're either going to say, well, you don't have, there's no merit. Yeah, you can appeal it. You can file an appeal, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that another court is going to say, oh, okay, we find that, that there was something wrong here, or the ruling was misinterpreted, that type of stuff. So it looks like the and maybe the initial stuff, and uh, there's several different cases, but it looks like the initial thing had to do with a, a, an individual company. And then when the judge gave the injunction, I think this happened out of Texas, when the, and this is on basically over 80%, lowers and things like that when the judge gave the ruling he was it was basically specifically aimed at company a let's say but in the way that the ruling was worded it was set up in a, in a way that it invited other companies who are doing these things so polymer 80 i don't know if you know uh, lone wolf or some of these other companies out there that are doing this stuff it's inviting them to i guess I don't want to, I don't know if join the lawsuit or that's not the, it's not the right term, but it leaves it open to where that they can come in and say, well, hey, we're basically the exact same as company A. And so if it applies to company A, then it applies to us as well. Now let's kind of switch tacks here a little bit and let's talk about Roger Marshall. 
And like I said, he is a, I'm trying to find his page here. He is a U.S. Senator out of Kansas. And I'm going to go ahead and read some of this stuff. It, it, this was a, a press release, and this happened on September 29th of 2022. So the press release was basically yesterday. Uh, newsroom press release release, excuse me, September 29th, 2022, new Marshall bill fights Biden administration attacks on Second Amendment. Washington, D.C., September 29th, 2022, U.S. Senator Roger Marshall, M.D., has introduced the Stop Harassing Owners of Rifles Today, parenthetically short, act, new legislation that protects American citizens' Second Amendment rights from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives, ATF, proposed registry for firearms with stabilizing braces. In the House of Representatives, U.S. Congressman Andrew Clyde of Georgia, 9th District, I think, introduced an identical bill. Quote, the ATF's federal gun registry is just the latest proof that the Biden administration has no understanding of firearms and only seeks to limit American citizens' ability to rightfully own firearms of their own choosing, said Senator Marshall. Gun, quote, act, uh, gun, excuse me, gun control activists disguised as bureaucrats are corrupting the ATF and my legislation will put a stop to their extremely misguided and incorrect interpretations of the National Firearms Act. Quote, as stewards of the Constitution, members of Congress cannot allow President Biden to further trample on American Second Amendment liberties through the continued weaponization of the NFA. By deregulating these NFA firearms, this legislation prohibits the ATF from enacting an unconstitutional pistol ban through a simple rule change, safeguarding the Second Amendment, and preventing Americans from being subjected to the Biden administration's tyrannical gun-grabbing tactics. I'm proud to partner with Senator Marshall in leading the fight to protect Americans' unalienable constitutional right to keep and bear arms against President Biden's relentless attacks on law-abiding gun owners, said Congressman Clyde. And again, Congressman Clyde is uh, Andrew Clyde, and he is, I believe, from Georgia. Continued reading. Upon introduction, Senator Marshall's short act received endorsements from both the Gun Owners of America and the National Rifle Association. Quote, Senator Marshall's legislation will repeal the elements of the archaic National Firearms Act which the Biden ATF is using to justify their pistol ban and amnesty reg- and quote amnesty registration close quote plan a policy change that will affect millions of law-abiding gun owners and do nothing to curb rising crime. GOA is proud to support the Stop Harassing Owners of Rifles Act, which will protect gun owners and halt these anti-gun infringements," said GOA's Director of Federal Affairs, Aiden Johnson. Senator Marshall's bill protects the right of law-abiding Americans to choose the firearm that best suits their individual needs without fear of punitive taxes, needless registration, or arbitrary reinterpretations of settled law. The NRA applauds his leadership in introducing these logical and much-needed reforms. Close quote. Said the NRA Institute for Legislative Affairs Executive Director Jason Wiemann, something like that, We'll continue here. And I know this is kind of a lot of reading, but at least it, it kind of can sum everything up better than me sort of stumbling around and everything. So 
the background on the short act. Senator Marshall's bill will remove the unconstitutional taxation, registration, and regulation in the draconian National Firearms Act of firearms such as short-barreled rifles, SBRs, short-barreled shotguns, SBS, and any other weapons, AOW. Senator Marshall's bill is needed to push back against the Biden administration's attack on millions of gun owners with his attempted ban on certain pistols through an ATF rule change. Using the NFA, the Biden administration is pretending people who own pistols with stabilizing braces in fact possess illegal short-barreled rifles. ATF is using this excuse to facilitate a ban, forcing gun owners to violate their rule or participate in an unconstitutional, quote, amnesty registration of pistol-braced weapons, close quote, in order to keep their own firearms. The only way to protect gun owners from the Biden administration and ensure the ATF does not enact this rule, parenthetically, or any future version of it, close parentheses, is by deregulating NFA firearms through the elimination of unconstitutional and unnecessary restrictions, taxation, and registration placed on NFA firearms in 1934. New paragraph here, short-barreled rifle deregulation. An SBR is a rifle that has a barrel length of less than 16 inches or an overall length less than 26 inches. SBRs, along with SBS and AOWs, are not any more dangerous than any other firearm. The ATF reports that there are over 532,000 registered SBRs as of May 2021. SBRs include many rifles, but the most popular SBRs are variants of the AR-15. Under ATF proposed rule, 2021 R-08, any rifle with a stabilizing brace, would de facto be designated as an SBR and thus be subject to all NFA regulations. This means the Biden administration may be registering, taxing, and regulating as many as 40 million lawfully purchased pistols without the passage of a new law. Moving on to short-barreled shotgun deregulation. An SBS is a shotgun that has a barrel length of less than 18 inches or an overall length less than 26. The ATF reports that there are over 162,000 registered SBSs as of May of 2021. Additionally, Senator Marshall's legislation would remove the unconstitutional sporting use requirement for shotguns, which allows ATF bureaucrats to arbitrarily regulate certain shotguns like explosives. Designation of uh, the any other weapon, deregulation. An AOW is an ambiguous catch-all term for firearms that did not fit neatly into the provided definitions. Without removing this definition, the ATF could abuse this statute to justify another ban on pistols. This is a crucial provision to the uh, to end the excuse me to end the attack on American Second Amendment rights. The ATF reports that there are over 67,000 registered AOWs as of May of 2021. And finally, as uh, regards to record destruction, additionally, the legislation would require the ATF destroy all records relating to the registration, transfer, or manufacture of these NFA firearms, preventing the ATF from further harassing owners or confiscating these firearms. 
gun registration always leads to gun confiscation. And then that is sort of the end of the press release on um, Senator Marshall's site. There is a article from the Daily Caller and you can go over to, and check that out and it also has the um, it, it's uh, it actually has the, the bill that he submitted in looking at that uh, it, it, this what I just read pretty much sums it up pretty well uh, but if you go over to the daily caller thing and you, and what I'll do well, I don't know um, Again, it's Roger Marshall, Senator, and he's out of Kansas. So if you just go over to his website or you can just type in in Brave or Google or whatever your search engine of choice is, you can just type in Senator Roger, R-O-G-E-R, Marshall, M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L, and then type in uh, Short Act or type in ATF or something like that and you'll see some of the articles and stuff will do it so basically the Daily Caller article is kind of just recapping a lot of the stuff that's here I'm trying to see I'm looking at this and just seeing if there's any other stuff here uh, and there's really not too much um, GAO GOA and NRA are, are supporting it so some of the same quotes that we that were already done in there. Um, they talk a little bit about suppressors and all this other stuff. So what does it mean that this bill has been filed in the Senate? And what does it mean that Andrew, uh, what was his last name, uh, Clyde, from I believe from Georgia, introduced a similar bill, pretty much. It, it's identical to what uh, Senator Marshall did that he introduced that in in the house it's probably it's it, it obviously it won't go anywhere in the house it's going to get crushed it probably won't even get heard because the democrats control all that stuff what does it mean though for senator marshall's bill i'm not exactly sure i again because everything would this would go right down party lines uh, in in theory there's quote unquote blue dog democrats that would want to to protect your Second Amendment right, but if this thing ever went through in the Senate, it it's gonna it's it's not gonna make it. Um, it's good that it's there. It's good that there are some groundwork being laid. I think it's also a little bit of a warning shot across the bow of the ATF to saying like, and here's here's what I actually think may come of this whole thing. In looking at the bill, I don't, and I couldn't really find uh, anything as far as who are the co-sponsors on Marshall's bill and who would be the co-sponsors, if any, in the in the House. I don't know if there are any. Again, if there's not a lot of co-sponsors to the bill, it's probably not going to go anywhere. If he had, uh, again, in the Senate, if he had 40 other people that were willing to be co-sponsors, then it might be able to go somewhere. Especially it might regain some traction maybe next year. Uh, and again, I think that's why one of the reasons we're looking at the ATF is wanting to get, wanting to get this kind of pushed through uh, in December. So before 
uh, people would be sworn in in January. So if they can maybe get this stuff through, you know, I don't know. Uh, we'll see on that. What may happen, especially if some other bills are introduced that are similar, what may happen is that the ATF may decide, oh, you know what? It's okay to have a pistol brace. These aren't, a pistol brace doesn't make it a short barrel rifle. Our interpretation is if, if we're going to classify these things as pistols, then they're pistols. Um, you know, I, I don't know. If the question becomes with that, though, is if they're going to do that, why have short barrel rifle designations at all anymore? And that would be sort of my question that I would want to have answered. It's like I had stated on some previous shows, I think that eventually uh, some, this uh, act or something very similar will come through. They What they may do is they may say, look, if you've got an AR-15 lower, you can't have an upper with uh, shorter than six inches. And if it is, then we're going to consider that to be a short barrel rifle. Well, most people don't want to have barrels that short, I guess. Most most AR-15 variants, whether you're shooting 9mm or whether you're shooting 5.56 or whether you're shooting like 300 blackout, like with 300 black, they usually say that the, the optimum thing is between 9 and like 10.5 inches. With um, a nine millimeter PCC type thing. They usually say, ah, you probably, you know, around like eight or so is probably about what you want. Especially if you're, if you're upping and maybe shooting a little bit hot, hotter loads, you want to have stuff that is going to uh, give you a full uh, powder burn and all that other type of stuff. And again, as those things have be become more popular, I think eventually we're going to see maybe loads that are designed for you know an eight and a half inch or a 10 inch barrel or you know that type of thing so would some people have an ar-15 with a you know like a snubby barrel or something like that probably somebody would i i don't really see the benefit of having something like that you know when you look at the uh, ar-15 around you know 16 14 and a half inches or so especially if you're shooting 556 five, you don't really you're starting to lose a lot of the um, velocity you're starting to lose a lot of the speed that's that you're getting when you're shooting it out of like even a 16 or an 18 or a 20 especially a 20 inch barrel depending on what load you're shooting uh, you know i don't know i i think this is a, a really good first step but i think that that's all this is. So don't get too excited with some of this stuff that we're seeing. The things that you should maybe get a little bit more excited about are when these judges are saying, okay, we're going we're gonna to do this injunction. You can't do this. And then it's going to be up to another, even if it's appealed, it's going to be up to another judge to, to be able to say, no, you've got it all wrong. Or a lot of times what they have, and a lot of times it, it's not necessarily even just the idea of your opinion is wrong or your interpretation is wrong because what, what these judges are doing in these lower courts is they're saying, here's how this stuff is set up at the Supreme Court. Following those guidelines, this is what this is. For the, as long as that judge isn't an activist judge 
or an advocate judge, it's going to be hard for them to go against that stuff. How long will this stuff take to play out? Again, like we've been saying, some stuff is, is going to happen relatively quick. Other stuff is going to probably take two to five years maybe or so. A lot of it, quite frankly, is going to depend on what happens on this next election cycle. If the House gets overturned or it gets the numbers get to a place to where it becomes difficult because they can't maybe go straight down party lines over there, maybe some of this stuff gets through. If in the Senate, uh, I think, and I don't know, this is, let's say if, if we, if, and when I say we, I mean basically gun, pro-Second Amendment gun people. And let's say that those Republicans, they take over the Senate. The big question is, will they push this type of stuff through? Will they say, you know what? We're, we've learned our lesson here, and we need to strike while the iron is hot, because prior... They kind of wanted to do it, but it wasn't a super priority for them to really go after guns. But now we're seeing that they're doing it. So what we really need to do is shore up and we really need to curtail, um, we need to shore up the average American citizen's gun right and we need to really curtail a lot of these bureaucratic agencies that are coming in and saying, we're just going to make these arbitrary designations and rules and one day you're fine and the next day you're not and the next day you're fine and the next day you're not and the next day you're fine and the next day you're not and that as silly as that sounds is exactly what has happened with the pistol braces so again if if they can deregulate and and have the basically just short barrel rifle is just gone and what i think probably will again will be there there would have to be some they may do some type of compromise where they say a typical handgun or a typical, you know, quote unquote, pistol length barrel is at the longest is six inches. A typical rifle barrel, the shortest is basically probably, you know, maybe seven inches or something like that. Or they would just say anything beyond that we, we would consider a rifle length barrel. And so we're just going to classify that as a rifle. And if you wanted to have a rifle and it has a six, and some people would, would bristle at this, but I, I think this would be a way for sort of steps to get taken and for compromises to be made. You, you can't have a rifle barrel that is shorter than six inches because that then falls into what would typically be the longest pistol, pistol uh, typical, typical pistol barrel length if I can actually kind of speak. I think something like that might happen, maybe. I don't know, because then it still lets them kind of regulate something. And so they would say, but again, most people aren't going to have an actual uh, firearm that shoots a rifle caliber out of something less than a six-inch barrel. Some people may want to say, oh, well, then what about the guy that he's got a you know, like a Glock 10 millimeter, or he's got a, and, and they want to put that little plasticky kind of mini stock on there. You know, should they be able to do that? And, and my thing would be, yeah, that, sh that shouldn't be a problem. I don't think, again, you, but if you were going by barrel length, right, you would say, 
And then, again, this would maybe be part of a compromise. You would say, well, the guy that's got a, a 10 millimeter Glock and he's going to put that little uh, plastic e stock or the, the even the metal ones that, that go into the, um, the base of the grip, the barrel is under six inches. So it's still a handgun. It doesn't matter what you put on there. So that may, you know, that may answer some of that. Maybe I just answered kind of my own thinking out loud question there. Anyway, I am going to go ahead and wrap it up. I did want to bring that to you guys. I think it is um, something, again, don't get your hopes up too high for right now. I think that the political situation we're in right now, I don't think the bill in the House or in the Senate are going to really go anywhere. Again, the main question would be, are they going to push through if... If the Senate flips and if the House either flips or there's enough to where they can stop a lot of the nonsense. Anyway, that will do it for today. Let me know what you think. Let me know other things that you're seeing out there or some things that you would like to see or if you have ideas about what would uh, what would be a good legislation. Uh, one last thing. I did look at his legislation, the, the bill that he submitted. And of course, it's all legalese stuff, but basically how it was summed up and what I read pretty much sums up what that thing is. So, all right, that will do it. Let me give you that email address one last time. Firearmscafe at protonmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at protonmail.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you and I will talk to you guys next time.